So I've got I've got a question up for you. How adventurous are you with your potato chips? <laughs> I mean, I would say that I don't even my favorite chip right now isn't even made out of potatoes. It's made out of corn. Have you tried Trader Joe's organic elote dip chips? I have not. My friend, you're in for a like a, a roller coaster ride of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet, it's spicy, it's savory, it's just it's just it's too good for this world. Um so I, but I feel like that isn't what you wanted to hear. It is not. Well, you know, I wasn't sure. I, I just wanted to open up with that to see kind of what ballpark you were in. So I am a huge fan. I don't know how much this was around last year, but I don't remember it being around until relatively recently anyway, is the sort of summer seasonality of the, um, of the uh, like, flavored potato chip, the... Uh, Trader Joe's has one. Sprouts has one that's called uh, the burger topping flavors. Oh, I've not heard of this. So it's like ketchup, mustard, and like uh, there's the, I don't think theirs has pickle, but I like I like the Sprouts one. Sprouts is is pretty good. It's mm-hmm. it's a Dijon mustard, so it's a little spicy. Um, mm-hmm. But then Trader Joe's has one that's um, I forget what it's called, but it's like barbecue potato chips salt and vinegar dill potato chips and uh and and ketchup flavor and okay. and these these summer flavors are you know these these mixes are rocking my world right now <laughs> now it's um, it's a it's an had... explosion for the taste buds now of awesomeness i um <laughs> I remember like when Lay's was doing like these chicken and waffle flavored chips for a while because it was like a promotional tie in with something. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was ridiculous. Um, I do like the Elote flavored chips. It's like I have to buy a bag a week. Um, And apparently they now have Elote seasoning, which I assume is the same thing. Sure. Uh, much like they're everything but the bagel, I guess they. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I re- guess they just realized that elote is a thing that they want to literally put in a bottle and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's not just a flavor; it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Um, but um, I used to go back when I lived in Detroit. I used to like, get ketchup chips um, from because it, they used to be like you could only get ketchup chips in Canada across the border. Mm. I also went to the border to like look at Nicolay's and drink. Um, <laughs> at um, but. <laughs> Um, but and when you're done, you go get gas, you know, you go to a convenience store and get a bag of ketchup chips and it's got like this vinegary taste to it. 
mm-hmm. uh, that the ketchup, the American ketchup chips do not have. Um, well, I, so I, I'm going to suggest that you get one of these, whether the next time you go to, I don't know whether stores have them, but I most often go to Sprouts or Trader Joe's. Um, okay. Both of them have like some variation on this sort of, of uh, mm. variety of flavor. And, uh, and, and based on what you're saying, I think you would quite enjoy them. Okay. Um, one like, quick question before we get into it. Like mm-hmm. how, what's the ways you have weighed outside of Trader Joe since the pandemic? You know what? Here's the frightening thing, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's fucking scary out there. So I still think that Trader Joe's is pretty decent. I still see a lot of people with masks, a high percentage, mm-hmm. higher percentage in Trader Joe's than I see anywhere else except I've been to Zia twice and they're um, all mask or no admittance. Um, yeah. So, but, but like how long have you tried to get inside? Um, since Ducey reopened the state and, you know, we've, consequently had a, another spike in, in cases and deaths. Um, mm. it, it, I haven't waited at all. Okay. I think it maybe Saturday. it's just the times that I'm going. Cause I like, I went today after, after work um, mm. and I just walked right in. So. No. It's literally the safest I've ever felt in a store period. Well, like, go to Z. Yeah. Well, I would I would if I was in the market for records right now, but <laughs> fair enough. I'm, fair enough. I um, but I um, like I love that they spray your hands um, with sanitizer when you walk in. Um, they I, the most I've way outside is ten minutes, and that was last Saturday morning, and I don't mind because yeah, the people who go inside wear masks for the most part. Um as do I. And, um, it's definitely the least busy it's ever been. Um, it's just the safest I've ever felt. Um, cause I mostly just go up for groceries. Cause then I'll go to target down the street and I'll be like to get whatever. And I'll just be like, Oh, and then God, it's like, this. Oh, the humanity, because it's, it's insane. So let's go ahead and intro the show. And then I've got something else for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to what the fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Uh, you can find Jason at Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L, on Twitter and Instagram. And, and uh, Yeah, and you can find Jared at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitter. Drop that underscore like it's hot. On the <laughs> Drop the underscore like it's hot. Um, yep. That's my T-shirt slogan. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Uh, you know, well, <laughs> I'm spending quarantine alone with my cat. So, um, but anyhow, the, uh, uh, oh, for the show, uh, at what the fork pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email what the fork pod at gmail.com. Please leave your ratings and reviews at what the, uh, on, Apple Podcasts and whatnot, uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, and if you visit our Instagram page, there's a link to charities um, and other organizations you should be don- you could donate to if you can afford it. 
Yeah, um, or if you followed us on Twitter, I blasted a few things um, on there when I posted the show uh, last week uh, with links to articles and links to the to resources to support. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, anyway. Um, the other so thing you got. The, the, the other thing, I, I, you know, I've been using like disposable masks um, and, you know, that's all well and good. But then I, I went shopping for a, a, a reusable mask, like a washable mask. Um, and uh, I went to the, the Tea Fury website. Have you ever been there? No. It's, it's one of those like pop culture where they have artists, you know, design geeky pop culture stuff and you can order it on a t-shirt or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it's, it's su supporting the artist too, which is something that I believe in. So, um, but the mask that I ordered, um, has, a dark helmet on the mask <laughs> and it says, I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I um I thought it was perfect for me. The two masks I own do not uh are not even remotely as geeky as this and I kinda um yeah. Um one is one that Kristen's mother made, which is very well done, and one is like a coolly designed one that she is by a crafty friend. Um, both are very well done. I highly recommend them. But, uh, um, but yeah, I this I, that is by far the most. Uh, it's definitely up my alley. Yeah, it's so. uh, yeah. I've, I was like, I will feel proud going out and wearing this mask all the time. Uh, maybe even when I don't need to wear it anymore. Uh, Has anyone made a Bane one yet? Oh, I'm sure somebody must have. Like someone must have been that clever. Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, or destroying. <laughs> who? I saw some comic on Twitter posted a, a, a. They had made a mask of their mouth, right? Like that had their face on it, so it looked like it was their face without the yeah. mask, but it was the mask. I think that's kind of funny too, and also wow. a little disturbing, but. Um, to plug another show that's that's not ours, um, did you get a chance to to watch uh, the last episode of John Oliver? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I and I would watch the um, the YouTube clips I, uh, the, of the main story. Well, um, I mean, it's it's one continuous story, which is one of the reasons I think it's the episode in its entirety. He doesn't break from it at all. It's just, okay. it's all about um, the the police system in America, and it's it's one of the most powerful pieces that I've ever seen. It's it's probably the most powerful piece I've ever seen them do, and it's also like it's it's just. I don't. I, I. I can't. This. The reason that I need people to watch is because when I start to think about it, I can't even uh, really talk about it without just like it's. It's something that needs to be seen. Um, yeah. He. He's very obviously 
they, they, they always do their research and, you know, this, this talks about how systemic the, the, the problem is. It talks about, you know, a lot where, I mean, he was one of the first people that I saw talking about all the issues with, with how the, the police union uh, actually inhibits um, reform. Yeah. You know, and really uh, uh, gums up the, the process of trying to hold officers accountable. Um, it's just, it's really, it's a, it's a stunning, stunning expose. And the way that he ends it is just, it's, it's one of the, um, because he gives somebody else the final word and it's, it's really stunning. I got to check it out. I've been, uh, I, I feel weird following up that what I've been watching has been, I'm, was trying to watch all seven seasons of Mad Men before it was removed from Netflix yesterday. Uh, I made it three episodes into season seven before it pulled the plug. Literally, damn. I was like watching it, and then like it was gone. <laughs> that sucks. You got so close. Uh, um, but it's um, yeah, I've. But now I get to shift my focus on to other things, especially this new show that we're talking about until Good Place comes up on Netflix. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it may, it may be kind of telling uh, how much time we've taken up front um, talking about other things before yeah. jumping into this. Uh, so I'm interested to hear what you think about it. But if, if you did listen to our last episode, we, we said that we were going to watch and discuss the, the Greg Daniels show Upload, um, which if, you're, if you don't know who Greg Daniels is, uh, there's, there's multiple reasons for doing this show. One is, is Greg Daniels is somebody that um, Michael Shore collaborated with. Um, for a long time before doing his own shows. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously, he's the creator of the office. Uh, and American. What? And the American version to be clear. The American version. Of course. Yes. Uh, and then the co-creator of, of, uh, did he co-create parks and rec as well? Or is he just a producer on that? No, he co I think he was, he's credited as a co-creator. In fact, there's a, um, there's a reference, um, like one of the um, one of the characters watches the thing on the hand TV, mm-hmm. um, and they pretty much references like all his old show. So it's King of the Hill. <laughs> um, I think a couple of Simpsons episodes you may have ran. Um, Did- I don't know if you wrote for Simpsons though. I mean. That sounds right to me, actually. Um, That that sounds right to me that he was involved with the Simpsons on the writing staff Um, in the during the good seasons too. Um, Did he have anything to do with Fifty First Dates? That's what. No, and I looked that up today, Um, but I think it was a reference point because, um, like, the whole. 
there's this apparently this whole thing that the main um as you find out on the show like there's this whole thing that apparently the um this whole thing that like the character forgets it seems integral to the plot in the next nine episodes um and, well so i mean so let's go over the premise a little bit more and why we're discussing it okay. while you're looking up his involvement oh, in I the simpsons it, it, it so is correct that. right yeah he did he did some work on seinfeld he did some work on snl um he did some work on the Daniel Carby show, which I mean, that's pretty stacked writing staff already. Yeah. Uh, and he did Simpsons for, from 93, 96. Um, yeah. So I'm saying during, uh, during the good years. Yeah. So, um, and he's a, he's credited as creator, um, of parks and rec. Okay. And creator of upload and space force. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ah, Space Force. What a wasted opportunity. Um, did, and he went to college with Conan O'Brien. Well, that makes sense. You know, I think half the writing, I mean, maybe all of the initial writing staff of The Simpsons went to Harvard. Yeah. Um, but, um, so yeah, it's like this wasn't like conceived by Jim Oaks like you and I. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So he's no lightweight. Um, it's and and he does have a track record. And and the other reason for us doing it is that it is um, is that it's a show that discusses uh, you know uh, what happens to us when we die. That's another uh, another like philosophical sort of afterlife show but so that's my first critique though is like there's a mo they kind of they it's very clearly like if i know i wrote like if silicon valley or or, or no the sims meets vanilla sky but with advertising <laughs> yes like it just like it's clearly like and it's not even heaven. It's rich people bought heaven, like uh, uh, heaven. Um, I, I guess, of course, I'm ruining a movie that's 20 years old. Uh, so spoilers, like Vanilla Sky, you found out, like there's part of the movie that's literally can see it's his character conquers his character, buys gets frozen, mm -hmm. and has been bought himself like a dream and that's what is like apparently in the future in four years from now when Kamala, Kamala Harris and Oprah are running for president on the same ticket. <laughs> right. Um, that well, rich people have bought, you know, have before they die, they have to decide, do they want to buy this lucid dream or do they just risk it and, or do they risk it and hope there is something when they die? Well, so this, I mean, this kind of, this kind of idea at its core has been around for a long time. And broadly speaking, obviously. So, you know, whether it's, um, uh, oh, what was that, uh, 
was the Warren Beatty one? Was that Heaven Help Us? Heaven he, Can't Wait. Heaven Can't Wait. That's it. Heaven Help Us, I think, was the one with, with uh, Sean Penn and uh, Robert De Niro. Or No, that's We're No Angels. Um, yeah. So, but no, I mean, you know, so yeah, Heaven Can Wait. Um, the, the, you know, something like, uh, you know, which we've already discussed, which is uh, uh, Defending Your Life or mm-hmm. um, or uh, even... Uh, you know, to some extent, you know, uh, Hudsucker or, um, shoot, like, uh, Waking Life. Um, but there's no, but I think immediately right off the bat, he's taking all the thoughtfulness out of that. Like, well, the things that each, you're mentioning. each of these has some sort of angle, right? So especially more recently, um, you know, and I'm thinking like maybe, you know, we discussed pushing daisies briefly the other day, um, mm-hmm. in like uh, tonally speaking, too, right? So, the good place, you know, has some measure of cult success. So now there are these. There's another spate of these kind of things. Um, another Amazon Prime show that one that I actually really liked quite a bit, um, which is Undone. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. By uh, created by the Bojack Horseman people, actually, but it has an animation style that's reminiscent to me of Waking Life. Um, so, you know, uh, that, and then, and then we have we have this, and there's there's still, you know, the Good Place has involved some discussion of spirituality and philosophy, and this sort of idea of a system. Um, and a good place and a bad place, you know, these things that are outside of traditional sort of Judeo-Christian, uh, you know, uh, religious beliefs, uh, you know, and, um, you know, Undone plays with the idea of connection to the afterlife and sort of a mysticism. Um, you've got... You've got this that brings a much more science-based approach to it. It's got a little bit of a touch of like Futurama to it too, if you will. Um, you, you're giving, I think, by even mentioning Futurama in the same breath, you're giving this show too much credit. Well, it it specifically plays with the idea of, uh, uh, well, and <laughs> I want to digress for a second here because have you listened to any of? Um, of the uh, Never Rad podcast? Uh, yes, I have. So one of the continuing shows on Never Rad is, um, is, a, is, a, is a series called Peaceful Digiturnia. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's this essentially. It's, it's a VR afterlife. Um, it's, I think it's, it's very funny. Uh, it's, it's like a mismanaged uh, kind of... Uh, uh, um, poorly thought out uh, VR afterlife um, that was uh, conceived as almost like a, a, a afterlife timeshare. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so as I'm watching this show, all I can think about is that podcast. And, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how much these guys hate this show because it's totally like, sort well, it's, it's totally like that. Um, 
but it's it's except for briefly and we'll get to it kind of as I think we dissect the show in order um, it it attempts to keep spirituality completely out of it um, or they dis- hint dismiss at it, it. A they, little bit. right which I, I want to get to they do hint at it but um this is this is playing with the idea of like of scientists like Ray Kurzweil who has a, a book called the I think it's called The Singularity is Near, but with mm-hmm. the idea of absorbing human consciousness into um machines, into computers mm-hmm. and and how people can live on forever in as part of an algorithm basically. Um, you know, and this is, this is sort of a, an idea that's been batted around for a long time and it kind of, it really melds, I think, um, human philosophy and computer science together. And there are a lot of interesting aspects to it. Okay. And you can't, you can't, you kind of can't help but bring into it ideas of, you know, like a, a soul and how does what makes people human live on in a computer, you know, um, kind of how does that work? How does humanity live on in a program? Um, well, so it's an ambitious idea. And as I think that we're probably about to discuss, uh, it's one that is not necessarily um, expertly realized. Well, I- I mean, for one, it's one episode, and it looks like they're. Uh, it looks like they're trying to probably tackle a lot of things. And uh, we can get into it more, but like, the one thing that kind of like stuck with me the more I thought about it was there's the conversation between, um, the office worker, um, and her name escapes me. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Let's point out real quick that this was written and directed by Greg Daniels. Right. So he is uh, kind of, and I do want, you know, that seems to be his general problem is that he, his concepts are interesting, but he's not necessarily great at the execution and his shows don't seem to really get good until other people get involved and improve them. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Like Parks and Rec wasn't didn't really land for me until like the second season. The Office I don't right. think really landed until you know halfway through season two. Um, and you know we've been through a season of Space Force and it's mediocre. Uh, um, it's when so there's this moment where I think it's just the most thoughtful part of the of the pilot. I guess we're calling this the pilot. Mm-hmm. It's when Nora's talking to her father, who I think is played by someone from Dodgeball, <laughs> um, of all things. He's an and, actor that I recognize. I, I didn't write down any of the actors' names at this point. It's probably a good thing to do um, for next time. But I recognize him from a lot of stuff. Yeah, and um, and what ha- um, what? It, yeah, he was in Dodgeball. I checked out. <laughs> um, her and there's like. He's obviously very ill. He's his mother, like his wife, has passed, and 
we have this discussion and he says like well me and your mother are going to be together forever like in heaven like right like there's got to be something right like it's like this is like this whole it's the whole concept is based on what do rich people have to guarantee that their afterlife will be just as good as um, what they've had on Earth. So they've come up with this concept of freezing, you know, of, again, like this Futurama thing where they freeze their consciousness and upload their consciousness up into like this Sims, like glitchy Sims like program. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like the idea is like that, like his, the question he asks is like, there's got to be something, right? Like, that is literally the Mormon, like, hook from when the missionaries visit your doors. Like, like you have a family, right? How are you going to guarantee that you're going to be together forever? Mm-hmm. Here. Here are some pamphlets. Here is a book. <laughs> well, um, I, think it's, I think it's an interesting idea in that, so his daughter is obviously on the side of, you know, we know this for sure that if your consciousness is uploaded into this program, that you will continue to exist in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the other way, there's no certainty of it. It's yeah. it's an interesting idea in that, you know, in a relatively short span of time, because as you mentioned, this is a pretty near future. It, it says Oprah Kamala 2024. Um, yeah. So it's... It's it's within the next presidential election cycle, so it's not that far out there. I think that the technology, the depiction of technology uh, in the next four years, is a little optimistic. Um, but I'll come back to that in a sec. But you know, pretty quickly, it seems like the majority is for continuing to exist as part of a program. And the minority opinion or the old fashioned opinion, if you will, is that of, uh, well, let's take our chance on the spiritual afterlife, which may or may not exist. Yeah. It's like, so you need to take your chances if you can't afford it or if you can, we're going to, like, I can guarantee my spot in this grand Budapest hotel type (laughs) thing. I, um, I think that's kind of interesting, sure, though. I mean, because there's sure people baking donuts every morning. Yeah, <laughs> unless you miss the cutoff period, which is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was by far the most clever, the clever thing. And, and then there's the guy who, like, figured it out, like the glitch. Yeah, if you and slam then, like the I, ice machine or something, your rolls will pop out. <laughs> yeah, and then um, there's the guy who. And then there's the guy who runs like this is like a minute late <laughs> and, right. and it's, which is like a clearly a reference to another Am Sandler movie, um, big daddy <laughs> when he tries to get McDonald's breakfast after 10 30. <laughs> See, yeah, I wouldn't know that. I, I, well, I think I might've seen big daddy at some point. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking of like falling down. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Where Michael Douglas is trying to get his breakfast after eleven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think a far superior movie, but you know. <laughs> no, you would. Um, um, I haven't watched it in a while. I'd be clear. I'd be interested to see how that holds up in uh, today's political society. But yeah, um, yeah the angry cis white male. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah, how that it, would hold up. I I would having not watched it for a number of years. I would like to say that whether or not it's still politically correct, that was a pretty powerful performance by Michael Douglas at that time. Well, yeah, so Michael Douglas for a time was, uh, I, I, don't know, I, I was just thinking, uh, I was watching Romancing the Stone the other day, actually. <laughs> like, man, like, Michael Douglas was like the shiz. <laughs> you know what? Like, I think that he was, he was kind of like a George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of the same in every film, but he's also, he turns in usually a good character and somebody who you're kind of, you know, even if he's kind of an asshole, you still like him. Yeah. And the work he puts out, whether as a producer, director, um, he works with like a lot of the same people, like your Danny DeVito's or like they're all friends. And, yeah. Like, no, it's, I mean, they're thoughtful, works with a message and. Yeah. I, I like yeah. Michael Douglas a lot, actually. Um, and then, you know, every once in a while, he'll do something off base, like Basic Instinct or... <laughs> yeah. Or Ant-Man. <laughs> what? I like Ant-Man. I like, no, I like Ant-Man, too. And, and I, I like have, him in that, too. And I, I like... the highlight of the movie. And, um, you know, again, like, uh, sex scenes aside, like, Basic Instinct is a solid thriller. Mm. <laughs> But yeah. Um, so, anyway, we're we're off track. But um, well, go figure. Yeah, <laughs> but um, there's just well. So I, you know, I wanted to talk about you know, to track this a little bit, right? So, I thought that the um, that the that the the self driving cars were pretty cool. I thought like being able to plug in like a controller. And drive a car like a video game. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I you know I did note the 2024 Oprah Kamala. Um, Oprah Kamala ticket. Yeah. So, but returning to the self-driving car, I thought that the different modes were interesting. The mm-hmm. prioritize occupant over prioritize pedestrian. Um, yeah. I thought that was a shot at Waymo. Yes. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, was a pretty strong shot. And, yeah. um, of course, it, um, of course, someone is going to come up with the idea that you can indeed have sex in the back of a self driving car while it is in motion. <laughs> I mean, um, there's got to be perks to a self driving car. Yeah. Um, but that I, being it, said, that, that was actually one of the scenes that I had kind of a problem with. I'm like, it's, you know. It's like, okay, I, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it didn't seem to. It, okay, so let me describe it this way. It seemed to me like it was like, like in both of these last two Greg Daniels shows, he's like, look, I'm not on a network. Look what I can do. I can have some nudity. <laughs> well, you he know? wasn't even, well. Her elbows and her hair were properly placed for. It was um, pretty close, and there is some yeah. nudity later in the episode. Um, 
with a different actress. So, I mean, come on. It's, it, it just, it, it didn't seem to, it wasn't, uh, and actually the nudity later, I thought with the roommate, um, I thought that was actually pretty funny that that was, yeah. it's like you can be, um, you know, it's, it's this sort of thing where technology develops to a point where you can isolate yourself in your own head while being in a room with another, you know, couple having sex. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's how much, how cut off you can be from other people. Yeah. Um, I, I found that part amusing. I just, it, it, it's just, I, it had no reason, like the whole sex scene had no, not the, the, the funny one, but the, the car sex scene, it just, it one in the car. Yeah. It had only, no reason to exist. It yeah. Only served. It's gratuitous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it only serves to, it seems like this is a, the, the main guy, you know, Douchey McDoucherson is somebody we're supposed to care about, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they position him so that he's in this awful accident. It's it's pretty clear that there's some sort of foul play. You know, he uh he um you know, I'm not convinced that he couldn't have been saved by medical technology. Um, you know, there's no coming back from what happens to his head uh, when he gets absorbed into the, into the cloud. Um, yeah. And the fact that his mother can watch him do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's a, he's a completely narcissistic prick and yeah. we're supposed to have some sympathy for him. So I just, I, I'm I'm not, I mean that right there I have, I I just, you know, even to go back to the good place, you know, Eleanor is an objectively awful human being, but they depict her in such a way that you pretty quickly feel empathy for her. Right. And I felt none. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I felt no empathy for this guy. Yeah. So far, Nora, the office worker is Mm -hmm. who I'm, that's like my hook in and maybe, and like it's clear. And that's the thing is that it's clearly obvious that like, like that, um, Nathan, the Robbie Amel character, um, he's an arrow, a show that I don't watch, but I'm aware of its existence. Um, I'm in that same boat. I've never seen it. Um, but he's, um, he plays a, um, he, plays a douchey McDoucherson in this movie called The Duff, which is um, a funny teen comedy. Um, like, he's... like It's very... I was like... It's set up like, oh, he's going to go through some changes. Like, he... like The fact that he's... For one, it's quickly realized that, like, this gal who got him to sign up for this heaven plan um, or... For his his lucid dream, I was going to refer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, they're obviously not compatible. That he's with her simply for looks and money. That she, yeah, looks and money, and that she's a shallow human being. 
And and that, yeah, a, in that regard, they're they're perfect for each other on paper. Two completely shallow, vapid people, except mm-hmm. that he's he's also made out to be somebody who's not shallow or vapid. Ostensibly, he's creating an alternative to this high priced um, afterlife. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I, you know, I guess what like open source that's that's free for people to to mm-hmm. use. But that's. That's why, like, that's what's gonna happen, man. They're they're destroying his open source thing, man. His accident like, was no accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it, I can. It's kind of gonna be kind of connect the dots. I feel like like it's it it's pretty. It seems pretty predictable, and they're just gonna insert some like technology and drone jokes. Um, yeah. Throughout. It's it's just I don't know. I'm trying to give it a chance because there there's some interesting things about it. Uh I do like I do like Nora. Um she's cool. Uh you know, I think that her I mean, although <laughs> she's clearly taken in by this guy's looks, it it's nothing to do with his personality. Um, but you know, she does come off as somebody who cares about the people that she's in charge of, that she, you know, they, they make it known that she has, you know, one of the highest percentage rates of, of people who, who make it in the simulation. Um, Mm -hmm. like the lowest, basically the lowest suicide rates. (laughs) Um, I did write some like funny things that lines and thought that I thought were kind of clever. Um, if I may. Um, Please, because I don't really have much else to say. Um, I liked um, like when they're around the table for Thanksgiving dinner, and she's and the girlfriend is being his family. Mm-hmm. Um, they start talking about heaven and like heaven, which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, and when they go grocery shopping, um, they get a can of toast and um, egg powder. Yes. Um, and well, to go back to his family real quick, I, I you know, hit, I like his family. His family seems like this liberal, caring, you know, uh, I, I don't know. They, they seem like nice people, which made me wonder even more, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Where did he come from? Yeah, I just like what like, he... Obviously, clearly, like his family loves him. He lo- like he loves them. It's just there is just something about the whole thing that just was like, like why is he with this gal? It clearly does not like meet his. I it just he didn't like you say he's a douche, and I didn't like I'm I'm in it for Nora right now. Like I want to see what happens to Nora. How she fits in with this. I liked um I liked how she tried they were she was photoshopping him for heaven and left out the part of his hair. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, the cowlick. Um yeah, yeah, like the the piece that had flipped up in the in while he was riding his motorcycle. I liked that too. She should have mm-hmm. left it. She was far yeah. too nice about erasing it. Mhm. Um, also, was that not the longest trip to the ICU ever? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, you when, know, when that was, that was a nice dig. It was a nice dig at the medical system. I was like, you know, they, they could have 
they probably could have saved him by now, but they spent all this time tell you know convincing him to to sign away his his rights to to be uploaded. And it's like um like you have a punctured lung, you're going to die. I'm like they can fix that. <laughs> yeah, I was that I mean that's right at that point I I was that was one of the clues to me. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the fact that his his that that particular memory was damaged and she had to put it in a mystery file was another, you know, not so subtle clue. Yeah, and um Yeah, I and I think that was yeah, that's kind of the funny things that I wrote, like the drone with the cop. It seemed kind oh, of yeah. like sweet talking the cop, the drone cop. Yeah. Um, um, I like the AI, the AI computer in the car. Yeah, that was humorous. Uh, I I I thought that the uh, the Horizon plan was uh, was trying to be like Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Probably dig at that. Yeah. So. Um, especially when they get to the 3D printed food and they're talking about it being like a Google Samsung exclusive or something like that. What did they say? Sure. Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I thought that the that the uh, in-app purchases was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. And so then, even in yeah. the afterlife, you have to you have to spend money to buy it from the from the things from the mini fridge. Yeah, and he can't order it unless he has her password, which she never. The girlfriend never. Let's call her the Margot Robbie lookalike. Yeah. Um, yeah, she um, didn't give it to him. She told him that she had a, an alert set up on her uh, on her account so that she would get a text if he tried to purchase something. But she never gave him the password, so he still couldn't do uh, it. And I guess the fact that she's a Margot Robbie lookalike kind of leads into how I feel about how this show is. And I guess comparing it to The Good Place, it is like a copy like it's like Xeroxing and Xerox. It's a copy of a copy. And right now it's just it's just kind of feels that way. Like it's trying it's trying to swing big and it's just coming up short. Yeah. Um, Oh, I mean, for sure. I, I like, again, you know, I like the 3D printed food. I like the fact that the taste could still be off because they're, the fat cartridge was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I thought that the, that the single service avatar was a nice touch. So it's the same guy everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bellboy, um, elevator operator, you know, waiter, same dude. I thought that bathroom the, attendant. The lady who... Um, the P joke went too far. I um, that was just ridiculous to me. I, I was like, okay, I I, I got it. <laughs> using it, I like, using a stream as like a jump rope or whatever. That was it. Was too far. It was ridiculous. And um, the woman who used they used the nineteen sixties photos to so choose black and white. Um, I like that too. I thought that was yeah. fun. Like, um, there's just like hints of clever. Yeah, but the like Orbit gum ad, I thought that was cool. <laughs> like it just like there are these hints that like there's something clever like bubbling under the surface, but it's just like I made this like kind of cool thing and I'm just gonna enter it a little bit. It's just it feels kind of 
forced right now and isn't it's like um it's like Michael trying to make keep it sleazy happen. Right. Like it doesn't feel organic, it feels kind Take of forced. It yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um like it just doesn't feel it's well yeah, and so that's that's actually that's something I my final observations on this were um that this first episode did not grab me nearly as much as the first episode of The Good Place. Or the right. first episode of that other show I was talking about. Um, um, crap, I already said the name of it. Undone or what was it? It was something. Yeah, Undone. Um, you know, where I was interested right away, it just it grabbed me. The Good Place first episode grabbed me. I was interested in the characters from the beginning. And there's a way that you can introduce a concept and an ensemble and have it be really good from the beginning, and this isn't it. Um, yeah. I also wrote that it, it shares a lot of the same interests regarding ethics and philosophy, but uh, this is a little more grounded in Kurzweil's idea of the singularity theory. So, you know, I don't know. Again, it's the first episode Maybe it gets good. Um, I guess yeah. it's already renewed for a second season. So, yep. I mean, worst case, it's it's ten episodes out of our life, and then we can get back into something that's better. Um, yeah. But I I was not. I was pretty. I won't necessarily say that I was underwhelmed, but I was pretty solidly whelmed. Um, yeah, I was whelmed. It was. Uh, just yeah it was it was meh yeah i agree it was meh right now and it was a solid meh um, and, and, and it gets better and so and, and that's that's something to consider too in this whole like in the uh binge lifestyle right is that it would have been really easy to just sit there and watch all 10 episodes and see how it goes um, but we're yeah. taking this one episode at a time and if it doesn't get, you know, if we're watching these bites of it and it's just not holding up, I don't know, man, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll find out. I, I did like that. Um, the other last thing is like the, um, the thing where they, the data thing looks like the thing from Tron. Um, yes. I like that too. Yeah. It's just, it's a movie that just seems very, I mean, just from the beginning, it's like, it's early, uh, it's got this early aux feeling, like with the Vanilla Sky Lucid Dream concept, the Mary J. Blige, the 51st Dates. Um, well, I mean, this is the struggle for a lot of... a Adam Sandler movie to reference, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm familiar with the movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Um... um it's like um, she got um, so the concept of fifty first shades. She has amnesia. Yeah, yeah. She's memento, but she doesn't have tattoos. She has Adam Sandler. Right. <laughs> no mystery to solve. It's it's uh-huh. a cutesy romantic comedy in a similar vein to the Wedding Singer. Yes. Um, like it's, and, and I like um, the Wedding Singer. Yeah, and I wonder if. 
And I wonder, well, I think he wrote for SNL. Daniels wrote for SNL when Sandler was on. Mm-hmm. Plus, if he went to Harvard with Conan, Conan and Sandler are friends. Right. Like they, because he's shows up on, on Sandler's albums. So, like, Adam Sandler's in the, and Greg Daniels' orbit. They're not, uh, I just, you see, picked a good one in Don't Mess with the Zohan. Like horror. You know, it's just, I, I think that it's starting to look like that, that Greg Daniels is one of those guys that had a time and place and is having trouble kind of breaking out of that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because, well, I mean, he, yeah, had, he well, had this I mean, era in the 90s and the aughts, right? You know, and then since then, the relevance just isn't quite there. Well, I mean, going back to uh, to bring it full circle, and maybe this is a good place to wrap. Oh, see what you did there? A good place yeah. to wrap. Yeah. Um, like, uh, there's a... Um, and, yeah, 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 I see what I did there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's this episode I, a few, I watched probably a few days ago of Mad Men where uh, Don is afraid that he's run dry of ideas so he kind of takes one of Ginsburg's ideas. You remember? Have you seen Mad Men? Yeah, I know who Ginsburg is. Yeah, he's somebody so that comes he, in about halfway through. That's like the hip '60s guy. Yeah, um, he, he would be um, the Jared Duran of the um, advertising of the late '60s advertising world. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't think anybody's made that as <laughs> a comparison to anything ever. <laughs> um, um, but it's flattering. Thank you. Good, good, good with words, um, yet insecure. And, uh, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> wow, and I've never been so well backhandedly complimented in my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but like he, like they're doing like that Pepsi snow cone type thing, and he, um. He kind of like half steals like one of Ginsburg's ideas and pawns it off as his own, mm-hmm. and it's like he kind of did that with the Good Place. He like kind of half stole a Michael Schur idea and like yeah, Michael Schur is the guy that used to work for him. So yeah, so it's like that's, and I'm sure. I mean, for all we know, he's had this concept in his idea for like eight years, but who knows? But I don't know any. I don't know how anybody who has been kind of you know has has watched the shows of both of these cre- these you know creative minds uh can can examine this and look at it any other way yeah it's gonna have and to I, really knock it out of the park to to uh you know prove itself mm-hmm. so i mean, here's hoping for next week i guess but otherwise i feel like Don Draper just stole Michael Ginsburg's idea. Do you want to, you know, I know that there are some of these, these podcasts out there, many TV podcasts that rate the episode, um, you know, and, and we've actually discussed when we go back and watch the, the good place from start to finish once, once season four is done, um, mm-hmm. about rating the episodes there. I, I think we should do this. I think we should be rating these these ten episodes of of upload, uh, and I'm gonna give this one a five 
out of 10. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I, I think it's solidly middle of the road. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, very whelming. Um, it's, 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 it's got enough to, it's got enough to keep me interested to see if it gets better and to see where they take the concept. But I think it was, uh, there was some, uh, some misfires and some poor execution. See, I, I wrote down at the bottom, like if I wasn't watching this for this, I died make it much further. Like the second episode better like knock it out of the park is Well well we're just, committed now. We've got we've got these yeah. ten episodes. Um yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. So five out of ten for both of us? Yeah. Yeah. Double O five. Still no license to kill. Um, all right. Oh, did I? You know, did I tell you I watched? Um, I finally watched uh, Skyfall. <laughs> Kristen had noticed that you were on Twitter that you were, you had um, partaken. I I loved it. It might be my favorite Daniel Craig. Um, I mean, uh, Casino Royale was so good, but. But Skyfall, I mean, Javier Bardem, come on. So I had mixed feelings about Skyfall, and here's why. It, it's, I guess if you were to compare it to – it could be it could be the man with the golden gun but without the racism. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you have a really solid villain um, in Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. But the plot, God, like, does not, like... He's out to get make, M. Well, right, but it doesn't make a lick of sense. Like, it's just... Um, the, the technological like, aspect of it was pretty cringeworthy. I'll give it that. But the performances um, I liked, I liked seeing Ray Fine. But it's, like, they clearly are stealing from Nolan, Dark Knight, yeah. Like um and then at the end of the day like what they try to do which is save M they end up not doing. Like everything they were trying to do they never did. Well, like, it's an it's a you know this is kind of a hallmark of the Daniel Craig era, right? Is that Bond is not only a very fallible hero, he also fails. <laughs> A lot of yeah. the time, he fails to protect the people that he cares about. But even like, but like, if he had stopped everything, like if he, even if he had stopped, he obviously stopped Javier Bardem from ever doing this ever again. Mm-hmm. But like, they made another movie. Like uh, Spectre is like I haven't seen Spectre it. yet. So don't spoil anything, Inspector. It's up. It's I'm gonna probably try to knock it out this weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'll just, be all caught up except for the new one. Yeah, you'll you'll see. Like it's just, I don't. It's. I've heard that Spectre is a waste of Christoph Waltz. Um. Yeah, that's that's accurate. I I Spectre is um. Again, like it's really like really good set pieces action pieces i actually i mean i like skyfall more i don't hate skyfall it's just like the plot just 
I, I thought it was worth it alone just to hear Albert Finney go, welcome to Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was supposed to be Sean Connery, by the way. Oh, that would have made sense. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. They were going to bring him back, but then... Like, so you get him to, welcome to Scotland. Yeah, and they realized like that was a bad idea. And it could have been um, like, we named the dog Bond. <laughs> Um, no, so, I would have just wanted him to play his character from from Last Crusade. That's all I would have wanted. I should um, I should have trusted Skyfall to the Marx Brothers. The <laughs> 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 call this intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, James Bond Jr. <laughs> you call you call this intelligence? You call this spying? <laughs> the shakeout? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that would have been great. I would have enjoyed that. Uh, but I, I love Albert Finney, uh, so it was nice to see him. Yeah, yeah. All um, right. All right. Well, it's nice to end we'll it on a up. on an uplifting note rather than a mediocre yeah. episode. Okay, man. Uh, I think that about does it. All right. Well, um, a pleasure as always. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Take it sleazy. Take it sleazy. This has been a Hoonwaddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from Hootenwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hootenwaddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hootenwaddle.